guys are having a great week so far. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day, happy last week in May. It flew by so fast for me. I can't even believe that we're here, but I hope you guys accomplished a lot and that you took some time last week to consider and potentially pay back some of the character debt that you might be owing. In considering character debt, I actually realized that the amount of debt I owed was mostly to myself. With life and its many obligations, we often find ourselves, or I often find myself, putting my own needs at the back. So I'll get back to it. Oh yeah, my nails look janky, but I'll get to that next week. I'd love to go shopping, but I also have other financial obligations that I put in front of myself that stop me from paying that debt to myself. And I just want to caution you all, including myself, not to fall into the good for it trap. So when someone owes you money and you know that that person will eventually pay you back in due time, you often don't feel the pressure or the need to remind them of the debt that they owe you because you know they're good for it. And I feel like we fall into that good for it trap with ourselves because when we put our own needs in the back burner, we often say, oh, don't worry, I'll get back around to it. I'll get back to it. But I want to tell you all that we're not actually that good for it as we think we are because how many times do you say you'll get back to something and it takes you a year, it takes you six months, it takes you three weeks to get back to doing that thing that you said you would do for yourself. And I don't want any of you, myself included, to fall into the trap of pushing our own needs so far back that we never get a chance to get around to them because when we are at our best, we can give at that level to the people who who are around us. So when we constantly neglect our own needs and our wants in order to satisfy the people who we're surrounded by, we're actually doing them a disservice because we're giving out of an empty glass instead of giving of our overflow. And even though we feel that we're doing the best we can, the best we can could actually be exponentially greater if we had more to offer by, first of all, taking care of ourselves. And it's it's with that's just with life in general. Even when you're on the airplane, what do they say? If you have somebody beside you and the plane, well, the oxygen masks fall, make sure you put on your oxygen mask first. You're getting that good air in and then you take care of the people beside you because in helping people without first helping ourselves, we we fall into the risk of having burnout. And if we're burnt out, we won't be able to help others. We won't be able to help ourselves. There'll be guilt and all of these other things associated with it. So I hope you guys had a good time with that this week and you were able to give people what was due to them, including yourselves. So this week, we're going to talk about trauma, in particular childhood trauma and the effects that it can have on us when we become adults. The events of our childhood shape who we are, the good ones and the bad ones. And I feel that sometimes the bad ones stick with us a lot more. And these events shape how we love ourselves and others, how we live, how we heal, and how we function in our day-to-day lives. 
many of us feel that once we're grown and we're out of that space or away from the people or the situations that have caused us trauma, that's enough when it comes to healing and dealing with this situation. So pretty much just avoiding it because I'm no longer there. I no longer live with these people. I no longer have to deal with these people. But I'm just here to let you guys know that that is not necessarily enough to deal with the issues that have become our reality or at one point were our reality growing up. And I can speak from a black and also an African, in particular Nigerian, experience that we kind of have a culture of suck it up. So pretty much, yeah, what you went through was tough, but you're not there anymore, so you should be fine. And it's a very passive way to heal because it doesn't require anybody taking accountability for what they've done or for you to actually have the opportunity to say that this situation really hurt me or it's it's shaped me in a way that I can't really shake at this point. And it's pretty much a you're functioning right <laughs> kind of situation where you've moved past it and you're doing okay. You have a job, you went to school, you're fine. But the the question I ask is, are you really fine just because you're functioning? And my answer to that is, you might be fine, but you may not be at your best. Like, when we operate out of brokenness for so long that it becomes normalized, we forget to realize pretty much that this is not who we should be. And for a lot of people who have dealt with severe childhood trauma, but are no longer or believe they're no longer affected by it, they've internalized their brokenness and made it so much a part of their reality and a part of the narrative of who they are that they no longer feel the need to work towards fixing it. And when it comes to this negative dealing with trauma and brokenness in our lives, I feel that there are two negative camps that people can fall into. So it's either the bury camp or the excavate camp. And both of these are extremely negative and they don't serve your purpose long term. So the Barry camp is those people who forget about their past. I'm a new person now. That was when I was a kid. I wasn't strong. I couldn't. I I was helpless, but now I'm powerful. I'm established. I'm good. They also avoid it by just pretending like it never happened. Not seeing those people just blocking that memory out of their life or some people just ignore it completely and do not even acknowledge the fact that they've been through whatever traumatic experiences that they've been through as a child and the second camp which is the excavate camp are those who constantly remind people of what they've been through negatively they they use it as a justification for whom they are today and they also use it as an excuse. So I'm sure you've all encountered people that fall into both spaces. Those ones who just act like they lived a perfect life and nothing outside of where they are today is relevant in shaping them and in helping them to become who they are. And then you'll also have those people who pretty much use their experience as a crutch to 
excuse some of their toxic or negative behaviors or as an excuse to justify the reasons why they are the way they are today. And I feel that for both of these camps, we as adults owe it to our childhood self to heal from the situations that we've been in. And I think because a lot of people, especially culturally for men as well, because of the gender norms and all of those pressures that are put on individuals, we find that because someone doesn't talk about their situation or what they've been through, that they're okay. Or the fact that I don't have to talk about my situation, whereas somebody else brings it up, puts me in a better place than them. But you know, the best ultimate place to be in is a place of wholeness, which is a place where you actually acknowledge what you've gone through and you move from there. So I came up with four steps that we can use to acknowledge or to help us get through these traumas or work towards getting to a place of healing. And the first one is to actually acknowledge what we've been through. Whether it's traumatic, whether it's happy, whether we're still there or we're so far past it, whether you've moved a thousand towns away, changed your number, and none of those people can contact you or none of those memories can be bubbled up, we need to acknowledge what we've been through. To be in a negative space and get out of it does not negate the fact that that negative space existed at one point or another. And that negative space is a part of your identity and whether you admit it or not, whether you see it or not, is a reason as to why you are where you are or you are the person that you are today. So it's really important that we sit within ourselves, take some time to say, this is what I went through. I'm not denying it. I'm not hiding it. I'm not scared of it anymore. And it's not going to have a hold on me. And the second step would be to feel the feelings involved with that. Because a lot of times when people bury the things in their lives that that they don't want to think about or the things in their lives that hurt them, it's because the feelings that come along with bringing those memories to the forefront are very difficult to face. And it's fine because it should be difficult to face. It's not fun and it's not favorable to go through really tough times at any stage in your life. And especially as a tender child, to go through experiences that maybe you felt no one stuck up for you, nobody believed you, no one had your back and you had to go through these things alone. It's really difficult. And as an adult, you still have the right to feel the sadness, the pain, the guilt, the aloneness, if that's a word, that you felt at that moment. And bringing up or thinking about these situations and still feeling those same feelings that you felt as a child lets you know that you haven't come to terms with these situations whatsoever. So the third step is to see how it has affected who you are. This is something that's going to take a lot more work because, as I said earlier, we operate in our brokenness so much that we actually normalize it and we forget that we're in pain because it's just a part of our everyday lives. So this is more of some internal surgery where you see the way it has affected you. It can be that you don't trust certain figures of authority. It could be that someone told you you weren't 
gonna accomplish much so now you constantly overcompensate and even in that overcompensation and all of the accomplishments that you have amassed you still feel that you're not there yet and it's important for us as individuals to see how we've been affected because we take our hurts and our traumas and our brokenness into every space that we enter and it would be horrible for us to enter into very important spaces whether it be relationships job opportunities dealing with important people and have this brokenness and trauma that we've buried so far down that we forget that it exists to have that situation be a detriment to something great in your life so i think that all of us should take some time to think about how in fact we've been affected and if we are, we'll go into the next step, which is step four, which is work towards your healing. So when you start by acknowledging what you go through, feeling the feelings associated with that, seeing how it, it, it has affected who you are, now it comes a time where you need to solve these problems. And this can be very tricky because of the taboos in many cultures with therapy or just pretty much you're okay, you'll be fine kind of um, culture. And I know all of, especially with social media these days, people are very vocal about the struggles that they're going through. And I want you all to take some time to figure out how best you can heal yourself. And that could be therapy. That could be mentorship from an older or more experienced person that you trust. It could be prayer But I I really think that therapy and mentorship are extremely important because not all of us can afford to go to a therapist and have them assess us, let let us know what's wrong. But there are people in our lives who we trust, who we know can give us sound advice and help us work through these things, which I think personally is a form of therapy, although that person is not licensed. So I think it's imperative that we work towards healing ourselves especially if you want to be a fully functioning adult because it's really no one's responsibility to uh, to pacify or accommodate your brokenness. You might find people who look at you from a place of love and see what you've gone through and are willing to put in that work to help you work through it. But in in truth if you don't, it's no one's responsibility because to put the onus on somebody to take your brokenness and fix it for you when you haven't fixed it yourself or for them to accommodate you and allow you to operate in their space and in their lives from a place of brokenness that could potentially be detrimental to what they've established within themselves is a big ask and I'm sure there are many angels out there don't get me wrong there are many people who will see your brokenness and decide that they want to take you under their wing but Even when you find somebody who takes your brokenness and accepts it and works to heal you, you have to also be willing to heal yourself. And healing yourself will help you become the person who you're meant to be. Because right now, you can be in a place where you've buried these pains, these faults, this anger, this resentment so deep that you, but because of the fact that you're doing well, you feel that that's absolutely okay. But could you imagine how much better you'd be doing? If you didn't have this thing holding you back. And it's very hard for people to think of that when they're not at rock bottom. Because 
I have that good job. I have the car. I bought the house. I have the girl or the guy. I'm just doing great. So what benefit would it be to me to, at that point, work towards fixing something that it seems like I'm doing fine with nonetheless? But you'd be surprised how much more of your life you could live and how much of a greater place you could be at when you deal with these traumas. So I hope that helps you guys. And I might come back to talking about trauma again because I feel like there's a lot to get into and I don't want to make this podcast go on too long. I want to stick within 25 to 30 minutes per episode. So yeah, I really hope that helps you. And just for a recap of the four steps, the first one is to acknowledge what you've been through. The second one is to feel the feelings. The third is to see how it has affected who you are. And the fourth is to work towards healing. So I really hope that helps you guys and that I want you all to know that you're not alone. Lots of people go through these things. And because of the fact that lots of people don't talk about it is the reason why we feel that we have to deal with these experiences from so far in the past alone. They're not uncommon. They're not new you're not the only one and when you work towards becoming a better person you'll be able to hopefully interact with people and talk to them and be open and there'll be a shift in the culture and the dialogue of these experiences that we all go through so now i'm just going to get into the word of the week and wrap this all up for this week the word is don't shrink When it comes to shrinking, I mean physically, mentally, emotionally. And this is something that is especially an issue when it comes to women and our dealings in life. Like It's from sitting on the bus and a man can spread his legs through four seats and you feel the need to like make yourself as small as possible. It comes from work situations where you feel like you know what everyone's talking about but you feel like you can't speak up because if you speak up too much it might be looked at as something negative it comes from relationships where you feel that you have to shrink to fit into somebody else's world or you have to shrink to fit into somebody's ego and we were created as large as we all individually are for a reason All of what is inside of us has not been put here so that it can be wrapped up into a tiny box and put a bow on to make somebody else comfortable with their life or their inability to be large. And what I want you all to do this week is take it upon yourselves to look at the places in your day-to-day life or situations where you find yourself shrinking and just be as big as you are. We were all created as largely as we are for a reason. And it's actually a disservice to yourself and to God when you decide to shrink to fit into other people's world. Unfortunately, this is a bitter truth. If you have to shrink to fit into somebody's world, maybe you're not meant to be in that person's world. This is hard. I know it's difficult. It's tough. But you owe it to yourself to be the fullness and the abundance of everything that you were created to be. And when you sit there and continue to shrink yourself to fit into places 
where somebody is uncomfortable with your largeness, you're killing what's on the inside of you. I, I remember when I used to work in f- corporate finance, there was many occasions, of course, it's male dominated, many occasions where I'd be walking in the hallway and a man would be walking down the same hallway towards me. And when we get into that little, should I go left? Should I go right? Should you go left? Should you go right? Dance. I would always find myself being the one saying sorry. And it would go as far as them saying it's okay. And one day I got back to my seat and it occurred to me that why am I apologizing for being in your way when we are both equally entitled to this space and you're also in my way. But that's just how society makes it. It makes it so that women, for the most part, feel the need to apologize when they're taking up space in an area, whereas men are free to spread and take up as much space as they want unapologetically. Like There was even a time when I was on the bus and this man spread his legs so wide that he was on his seat in the center and his two legs were on the two seats beside him. So one person was taking up three seats. And a lady got up, came on the bus and she said, oh, can you close your legs so I can sit there? And this man, I kid you not, said, find another seat. He thought that on a public bus where we're each paying $3.25, he was entitled to three seats because he did not want to close his legs. And the woman, for whatever reason, maybe because what's the point of starting a fight on transit or because maybe she felt she shouldn't have asked, went to the back of the bus and stood while this man spread his masculinity or whatever over the span of three seats. So that's a very physical, superficial example of um, shrinking. And then I've also talked about the emotional shrinking. So I just want you to take some time this week to think about the spaces where you shrink. It could be a workspace. It could be an emotional space. And just try to spread like spread yourself be the fullness of yourself to the fullest extent of yourself and i hope that in doing so it'll be awkward at first of course but i hope that in doing so you'll find some fulfillment in yourself and some understanding as to why you were created as large as you are and that it wasn't a mistake and it's not an accident you deserve to be the fullness of yourself every single time So that wraps up the episode for today. I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week. I hope you guys are good. And if you want to send me any emails, talk to me about anything, hit me up on any of my social media. I'd be more than happy to talk. And I hope you guys will have a great week. Bye.